However you're exposed to new words, whether that's in your time with a tutor or with a language helper or you're out in the community or you're read it somewhere, whatever the method is that you encounter the word, if it's new to you, then Word Climber gives you an opportunity to capture that word and keep it from being lost. So you can actually start building on that exposure and grow it into a word that moves into your active vocabulary. Welcome to Language on Purpose with linguist, teacher, consultant, and veteran language learner, Mary Lynn Kinberg. Hey everyone. Maybe your stack of handwritten vocab cards has just toppled like a Jenga tower, and you're more than ready to try out a digital flashcard system. And you probably know there are Buku options out there. There's Anki or Quizlet or Memrise or the one your college roommate used to study for a biology class. Our guest today found that many of these popular systems come up short as an effective tool for language learning. So, he created Word Climber while doing language learning and web development in Nepal. I'm excited for you to meet Peter, the real wizard behind this product. You'll hear from the horse's mouth just how Word Climber works and how it could work for a learner like you. Welcome, Peter. Thanks for having me on. This is a real treat. Start us out with a bit of history here. What motivated you to create Word Climber in the first place? About two months into learning Nepali, I began feeling disorganized as new words kept coming. And I was keeping a word log and an Excel spreadsheet, recording audio, finding pictures for look and listen exercises. But when it came time for review, pulling all the pieces together was frustrating and a technological challenge. So I started looking for some sort of system that would allow me to both track the words I was learning and easily put them into reviews and nothing was meeting my needs, either because it was too difficult to use, didn't support a non-Roman language well, or didn't have the key features like audio and images that I wanted. And that's when I started dreaming up a better way, an easy to use system that integrates all the parts for having effective language reviews. Word Climber is the new kid on the block. Why do you believe in your product? Well, what Word Climber does better than, say, Quizlet or Anki is that it isn't trying to be a generic study tool. It's specifically designed for language learning. So it has some features that language learners will appreciate that don't exist in the other products. And we'll get down to those specific features in a minute. But I'd like to first dig down to your underlying philosophy for learning vocabulary. I'm not actually a big fan of studying vocabulary just to learn vocabulary as an end in itself. Some people use flashcards as their primary language method. So they might do something like download the thousand most common words in German into a flashcard system like Anki or learn whatever pops up in Duolingo. But for me, I see flashcards more as a tool that helps you solidify the words that you're encountering in your other primary language learning activities. So it's really a secondary tool that builds on your primary language learning methods. So like language helper sessions or out and about in the community. However, you're exposed to new words, whether that's in your time with a tutor or with a language helper or out in the community, or you're reading something, whatever the method is that you encounter the word, 
if it's new to you, then Word Climber gives you an opportunity to capture that word and keep it from being lost. So you can actually start to build on the exposure and grow it into a word that moves into your active vocabulary. So the different emphasis is that flashcard words are ones that you've actually encountered, not someone else's that you've imported. Right. Your words are unique to you. Focusing on words that you've had a personal encounter with is much more effective in my experience than learning someone else's words with no context. Your words are your words. That's how I put it. Your words are your words. You mentioned that another advantage is that Word Climber is very user-friendly, so you can get it up and running quickly. Yeah, it's already set up and configured for language learning. Anki is a very powerful tool that can be extended and customized with all sorts of plugins, but I found it was kind of clunky in the sense that you have to really work to get it set up. People make whole blog posts and YouTube videos on how to do that. So once you get it installed, you can't just jump in and start using it for language learning. You need to have someone kind of walk you through how to do that. And you're just trying to do all that just to get to the basic framework for getting started. And that's what I ran into there. And for me, there was that disconnect between the mobile version and the web version and some things you could do on one, but not the other. But you've avoided that, right? We just have one version. It's a web version, but it's a web version that you can install onto your home screen of your um, smartphone, just like any other app. It's just not in the app store. So you go to the website and you save it to your home screen and it gives you one touch access into uh, Word Climber. You can do what's easy to do on your phone and you can do what's easy to do on your laptop. Both work the same and all the features are available on both. So let's get down to brass tacks. What are the main fields on an actual card? Some are required and some are optional, right? So take us through them. Okay. The most basic thing you need is a word and a meaning. That's the only required set of fields, but you can add additional things. And ideally, what's best is if you can add the image that represents the word for you or a sound, the audio recording for the word, all of that can be done straight from your smartphone or your laptop, right from within Word Climber, adding those images and sounds. You can also add notes. So this would be a way to kind of keep track of how to use the word or questions you have about it and sentences. So you can put it into a context and have more of like a word group that you're learning that word around. And then last, there's a way to add tags. So that's a way to organize your words by uh, type. So you might want to have all your animals or your verbs tagged. If you want to go through a review later on, it makes that easy to do. And then last, there's some data that just kind of comes up as you're going along. And this is like stats about the word last time you reviewed it, when you acquired it, what stage it's at in terms of how well you know it. That kind of information is also there. We'll get into that spaced repetition thing in just a sec, but I really love that you can record right into the card from your phone. Quizlet keeps promising that, but I think it's a pain to upload from an external voice recorder or clip from a recording in Audacity. That's clunky to use your word. And the multiple choice feature, how do you set that up? When you start a review, simply select that you want to do multiple choice style reviews and start your review. 
So in addition to flashcard or multiple choice style reviews, you can also review in either language direction, native to foreign or foreign to native, and you can review by tag. So reviewing all of your less than 10 words or just your verbs is simple too. I just read a little bit of research that if you go in the harder direction, which is native to foreign, then that is going to have a recall benefit more than going the opposite way. But I know there's arguments for both. But how about a non-Roman script? Word Climber handles any Unicode supported language, which is most languages. So to use a non-Roman script, you would first add the keyboard for the language you're learning to your phone or your computer, and then you'd switch to use that key keyboard when you are entering the word. And sometimes people learning a language with a non-Roman script prefer to enter words in the Romanized version, or if you're a linguist, maybe even phonetically. So we actually support both of those options. We guide you through the process of picking which fields you want to use when you set up your first word log. And then if you're using more than one word field, you can tap on those words while you're doing a review to cycle through the alternate versions. Let's go back to that note feature that you mentioned. What kinds of information would be helpful to include there? I like to put in information that's going to help me know about usage of the word. There's a lot of things that you find out that are interesting about words. Sometimes I get distracted in my language learning classes asking about, can I use this word for animals? Can I use it for humans? So I put information like that in there. Or sometimes there's something about where I encountered the word that I want to make a, a note about, or I have a question that I want to go back over with my language helper. I'm going through a review and I'm like, oh, well, that seems like maybe I didn't get that right. I need to go back over that. So I can add that as a note and come back to it easily with my uh, language helper later. A lot of learners think flashcards are only useful at the beginning stage. Would you agree with that? I think flashcards are useful at any stage in the language learning process. I actually think that they may become more important as you move into the intermediate stage because initially you're learning words that are very common, especially if you're in an immersive experience, you're coming into contact with those first thousand most common words uh, on a regular basis. As you progress, the words that you're learning are ones that you encounter less in normal conversation. So if you really want to solidify those words, you have to build on that exposure to the word. And that's where capturing it into a review system is important. I know that you mentioned in your intermediate stage of learning Nepali, you were reading a series of essays with your language helper and the words that you would encounter in those essays you put into your flashcard system. As I moved into the intermediate stage, I started reading these grade appropriate essays, which was like fourth grade level or something like that. But as you, I went through those, I would highlight words I didn't know. I would go over that with my language helper. We'd talk about that put those into Word Climber, and then those became my vocab words for the week. I'm really curious about how you used Word Climber as a family. We knew that for our family to be able to live long-term in Nepal, it was important for our kids to learn Nepali too. So they 
had a language tutor. This kind of was fit into their homeschooling schedule. And he would come a couple times a week. But then they would put their words that they were learning through look and listen methods into Word Climber. And my wife had as part of their homework doing reviews, which was great because Word Climber does a weekly report that she got and she could keep track of whether or not the kids were actually doing their reviews, if they had been entering words. So it was a tool for the kids as much as it was a tool for us. Well, I hope they didn't get punished if they didn't get enough words that week. (laughs) No. (laughs) Peter, personally, what is your fave feature, the functionality that you're most proud of as the creator of Word Climber? Two things come to mind. First, at multiple points, I mentioned this earlier, during that first year of learning Nepali, I wanted an easy way to capture the new words I encountered and get that picture and audio in there, all in one integrated system. And when we reached that milestone, when I went to the market and I got the picture for Bitter Gourd right from my phone and put it in, it just really felt like we had accomplished what we had set out to do. And the other thing that comes to mind is um, the bulk record feature, because it really makes it easy to add audio to a set of words. You just check off the words that you want to record for, it cues them up for recording, and you sit down with your language helper, and you have audio associated with your words in a few short minutes. So it's a real time saver, and to me it highlights a key difference with the other flashcard systems you mentioned, because Word Climber is made by language learners, for language learners, and that's the kind of feature that language learners need to reduce the time they spend on the mechanics of entering words and just focus on their language learning. Okay, you made a card, a really cool card. Move us through how you could actually practice with that card. Once you've entered your words into Word Climber, they become available for reference, either as you're out and about and you're like, oh, what was that word? I need to use it, or for review. And what I found in my experience was the faster I get to reviewing the word from the first exposure, the better for helping solidify that word. So even within the first 24 hours, it's important to get that word captured and start your first review. And if you can get a couple more reviews within the next day or two, that gets it moving forward into your active vocabulary. So I would really stress getting it in quickly and then spending maybe 15 to 20 minutes a day just doing some reviewing of your most recent words, but it'll also do a smart review. So it'll help keep track of which words you need to review. And as words get solidified, you review them less often. So this is a good point in the conversation to mention spaced repetition. Do you feel like that's the golden egg of flashcard systems? I like the concept. It's definitely a popular review method people want in a flashcard system. So we have a smart review feature on Word Climber that uses spaced repetition to determine which words you need to review when. And let me just back up a bit for listeners that may not know what a uh, spaced repetition is. It's the idea that you review a word at the point that you're most likely going to forget it. So immediately before you might forget it, you would review it again. And it starts out as four hours, eight hours, a day, three days, seven days, and eventually you're up at six months 
until you review the word again. So those spaced exposures are supposed to help you acquire that word faster. That's really a great concept and it works well for people. The main disadvantage is that it's optimized for someone who's trying to memorize information more than it is for learning a language. So when you're learning a language, you've got other encounters with the word that are happening outside of your reviews. And it's really hard to like know how that affects things. And obviously it's really important to actually use words, not just recall words. So it helps. It's definitely a good feature for a review system to have, but there's going to be times where you want to do other types of reviews, not using spaced recall as well. One overarching question when it comes to flashcards is payoff versus time invested in making the cards. What would you say about that tipping point? Well, you certainly don't want to spend all of your time creating flashcards to the point of neglecting using the language that you're learning. So for me, the actual process of inputting the word is part of the learning experience. As I type it in, I'm making mental associations with it. For instance, I'm focusing how, on how it's spelled, or I may be thinking of a picture that represents the word well. And these associations kind of act like scaffolding that help you remember the word while you're still working on moving it into your active vocabulary. So I generally don't view the time it takes to make flashcards as wasted time, but part of the learning process. What I do have concerns about is when the technology aspect of whatever system you choose is getting in the way, because you can waste a lot of time fiddling with voice recordings, software, installing plugins, formatting cards. And with Word Climber, we remove most of that technological distraction so you can spend most of your time on the part that matters. I sometimes think learners can fall into two extremes. Either they just don't want to mess with making flashcards at all. And like you said, sometimes it's because they get embroiled in the technology of it and it's too discouraging. Or they get so absorbed in the task of making flashcards that they do that to the expense of getting out and practicing because it's a task that I can do that's concrete. And so it's like, I'm really language learning here because I'm at my desk and I'm doing flashcards. Yeah, I think the, the key thing here is that in learning a language, you have to have multiple exposures to the word. And if for some people, flashcards is part of that system that helps ensure they're getting the multiple exposures and helps them feel more confident with being able to pull words up in conversation as well as understanding words as they're hearing them while they're listening. But if that's not your thing and there's going to be people who just don't want to do flashcards, then you really need to figure out ways to increase your exposure to the words that you're using or learning either by reading more, having more conversation, doing more practice with your language helper on, you know, a look and listen type exercise. But you definitely have to have that exposure and flashcards helps that process. And it seems kind of obvious to inject this here, but one learner I coach put it rather simply when it comes to flashcards that 
the whole point of making flashcards is to review them, not just make them. I will add that one nice thing about making or tracking the words you're learning is it can be a motivator as well. So yes, it's a review method and the point is to review it. If you're not doing that, then why are you, you know, doing all that other work? But it also can serve as a way to track that, you know, I've added 500 new words to my vocabulary in the past six months. And I was feeling like I had done nothing or been making no progress. But look, I've got 500 words I've added. So I've really earned that gold star. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'll take whatever motivation I can get when I'm doing language learning. Right. Peter, give us the lowdown on the cost. Okay. So Word Climber is a paid service. We give you a 45-day free trial. You don't have to enter a credit card. And during that 45 days, anything you enter into Word Climbers stay, it's yours. You can continue to review and work with that. If you move into a paid option, it's a subscription, and we're going to give you guys, a um, all of your listeners, a discount code. If you enter purpose, all uppercase, when you're doing checkout, that'll give you a 30% discount off of our regular monthly price. Anything that you add to Word Climber while you're in a paid subscription stays yours. So if later on, you know, six months later, you're not doing as much language learning and you cancel or pause your uh, subscription, then everything you've entered to that point stays available to you. You can keep learning, keep practicing. I found that actually helpful when I was back in the U.S., you know, for two months at a time and I wanted to try to keep some of my language fresh, I could still doing those reviews at that time. So yeah, it's a paid service. The thing about Word Climber is it has all the features that some of the other free things don't give you unless you pay for them. So you get all of the features you need, the audio, the photos added to words that really make a vocabulary review system work well. So guys, you can find out more details about Word Climber at wordclimber.com. But before you tune out and type that into your browser, I do want you to hear Peter's super duper language blooper. Okay, so in Nepali, the word for dog and the word for chicken are very similar. And at some point, you will mix the two words up. It, it doesn't matter if you think you won't, it will happen. And this matters because you eat a lot of chicken in Nepal. Could you say them for us? Yeah, kukur is dog and kukura is chicken. So the moment you realize you just asked for dog instead of chicken is not fun. I can tell you this though, laughing at your mistake helps and it is pretty funny. I just hope that dog that you wanted to eat wasn't somebody's family pet. When you go to wordclimber.com and I think this is phenomenal personally, if you have a question before you sign up or at any point while using Word Climber, you can just click on contact at the very bottom. And guess what? A message box pops up where you can type your personal question and you will get an answer. So there you go. Thanks tons, Peter, for being my guest today. Sure. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. 
I'm Mary Lynn Kinberg, and thanks for listening to Language on Purpose. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and of course, at our webpage, languageonpurpose.org. Subscribe and you won't miss an episode. Remember that code is PURPOSE in all capital letters. Keep on keeping on. See you next time.